Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. The 90s. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We're going back there again. But this time, it's not cartoons. It's toys. And if you're my age, if you're in your 30s, and you heard the 90s, you probably got a surge of fucking nostalgia, right? you're my age you're part of the generation that was probably the last to play outside and the first to experience cell phones um when they started blowing up right now like in the 80s when you had a huge fucking break and only drug dealers had them i'm just kidding i didn't even know these anywho yeah we're going back to the times where toys were real fucking toys all right i mean Nowadays, the technology is pretty fucking amazing, especially when it comes to computers, you know, consoles, shit like that. But toys for kids, eh, you know, they don't make little tiny toys no more. You know why? Well, the elves that made the parts for those toys actually turns out they were slaves and they were forced into doing that for the toy companies. And, well, eventually, you know, HR, you know, caught on and... You know, they, the elves sued and there was a big investigation. I'm just fucking with you. They don't sell little tiny toys no more because children choke on them. Fucking shove it up their nose, you know, their ears. You know, as children, we grow up putting things in our ears and nose and maybe they're an adult, maybe your butt now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> where, where was I going? I don't know. Where was it? So, anywho, we're going back to the days where Doritos didn't have rounded corners. We're going back to the days where shit was a little bit more dangerous and people got hurt. Uh-huh. Here's some of the most dangerous toys ever sold to the public. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence skills and fitness you need to stay safe our focus is real world self-defense tactics practical and effective for everyone you can find them at 4500 east speedway boulevard number four tucson az 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592 They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts. Very therapeutic. And you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. Creamy Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now.
All right, so this toy, it looks exactly like, I don't know if you play Call of Duty Zombies, but it looks exactly like the fucking ray gun. And it could be pretty fucking close to a ray gun. Depends how you shoot. Yeah. It's the fucking Austin Magical Pistol. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most dangerous, desirable collectibles. But get this. It's also one of the most dangerous ever marketed to children. Yeah. On the surface, the gun fired a ping pong ball. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? Probably wouldn't hurt. And that's not dangerous at all. Or is it? Well, it just pretty much depends on how you shoot it off. So you might be able to find a spring-loaded gun to fire these harmless balls across a room. Look back at the 1940s. They gave these kids some calcium carbide and let them go to town. Now, what's so dangerous about calcium carbide? Well, calcium carbide and water do not get along too well. So... Kids, they learned if you spit in the barrel and throw in a ball, resulting in a brilliant fireball and the launching of, of a spring ping pong ball at your little sister's face. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Now, other than the obvious concerns for providing dangerous and explosive chemicals to a kid, the gun's breech, which is like the tip of the barrel, you screw it on. Well, it was barely screwed on and would blow off, scorching the face off the poor kid firing it. <laughs> yeah, with acetylene gas. Yeah, that's probably not something the toy makers were looking for back then. So the toys didn't last long on the market, making them harder to find for collectors. You know, that was partly due to them exploding all the fucking time. <laughs> Less product out there that works. Um... But these days, most states classify the Austin Magic Pistol as a firearm since it uses a chemical explosion to shoot off a projectile. So collecting them might require a background check depending on where you're from. That's fucking crazy, right? Now, here's one that you probably had as a kid and they're fun as fuck. And you probably didn't think they were dangerous, all right? Moon shoes. Yes, Meany little fucking trampolines at your feet to make you jump pretty fucking high, you know, for just having shoes. Anywho, but if you think about it, they're meany little trampolines, right? And it's taken after the the idea of the trampoline, which th that fucking thing itself causes over a hundred thousand injuries every year. Yeah, so let's make two little meany versions of it, right? So the way these things worked, they were, they were made of a whole bunch of little rubber bands inside and it made you bounce, right? A couple inches higher. So it felt like gravity was low, right? And you jump like you're jumping on the moon or some shit. I didn't feel like I, I didn't had to explain that, but just in case you're not familiar with moon shoes, right? But listen, if you think about it, going to the moon was such a dangerous and risky mission, right? You're going to fucking space. How many launches explode, you know, before leaving the atmosphere? Of course, there's lots of training, equipment, technology, money, you know, just a lot of shit riding on that. Could be very fucking dangerous. But in spite, think about it. Nobody ever broke their fucking ankle on the moon. So maybe moon shoes are 
more dangerous than going to the moon? Nah, just kidding. But hey, injuries aside, these things had the best fucking warning labels on them. <laughs> so in the instruction manual, kids were warned against jumping indoors and especially on their beds to achieve a double jump, quote unquote, effect. Because, you know, some kid tried that to do that exactly and got fucking hurt. Yeah. So they were told to only use them outside on a hard, flat surface, you know, like a driveway or a blacktop. Great places to fall and break your elbow or ankle, right? Yeah, you're, you're in the fucking 90s. You're going to get hurt outside in the street. And you're still going to get your ass home before the, you know, the sun goes down. Yeah, so besides people jumping really high or, or falling on cement and breaking a bone... It doesn't sound as bad if you think about it this way, all right? Yeah, they first came out in the 1950s, and they were made out of metal. Yeah, picture that. Sky dancers. Yeah, that ring a bell? That is so fucking 90s. When I think of 90s kids' toys, I remember this, all right? Uh, you know, they came in different shapes and sizes. Well, not shapes, but I don't know, uh, figures. Uh, some were like ballet dancers. Some were um, uh, ballerinas. Some were like dragons or some shit. But it's these toys that are in a little handheld motor with a string attached to it. You kind of clip the toy on the top. It like clicks on. And... Um, you pull the string and the toy opens up its wings and starts flying. It, it, yeah, it's like a spinning top in the air, just fucking spinning around. Anywho, these things caused injuries. Yes, they're like little mini fucking helicopters. Uh-huh. So, uh, Galoob Toys Inc. married the two ideas together, which is a kid's cartoon character and... A helicopter. That sounds uh, pretty innovative. So this invention was a series of sky dancers. And the toy is called sky dancers. In the late 1990s, these dolls were placed onto a decorative base and spun rapidly at the pull of a string. Their loose arms spread out. And since, it, since they were the shape of helicopter blades or propeller blades... These sky dancers would zip up into the air, majestically fly right into your father's fucking face and blinding him. My eyes, you bastard! Now, that's not a joke. That that shit really fucking happened. Because they, as they flew majestically in the air, it was also kind of sporadic. And you didn't expect it sometimes, you know? Like when you're fucking a squeezing a lemon and it squirts in your fucking eye out of nowhere. Kind of like that. Now, check this out. The company received over 170 reports of the dolls hitting people, causing eye injuries such as scratched corneas and temporary blindness. <laughs> yeah, then there were the other injuries. Wounds that needed stitches, shattered teeth, a broken rib, and even... A concussion. Now, I just wonder how much they tested this product before releasing it to the product to children. You know what I mean? Did somebody just come up with an idea like, hey, let's come up with, hey, how about a Barbie that's also a helicopter? Genius. Get that out there. No. But hey, not all dangerous 90s kids toys, you know, or shaped like Barbies or cartoons. 
some probably, you know, try to get kids into a trade as they grew up, you know, like a glass blower. Yeah, I'm talking about the Gilbert glass blowing kit for boys. Uh huh. Yeah, sounds cool, right? So if you thought your kid could, you know, do with a new hobby and needed some new glassware around the house, then the Gilbert glass blowing kit is just for you. So, of course, like I said earlier, it was intended for your child to take interest in, you know, a hobby or valuable skill. You know, back when it was released in 1909, back in my day. But get this, glass blowing was actually something of a practical skill. Yeah, back in those days, it was needed for people interested in chemistry in college. Yeah, that's right. Glass blowing beakers all these little glass tubes to hold the chemicals and all that yeah starting to make sense right so let's get your kid into glass blowing yeah don't sound too dangerous right but we're talking about giving children a device capable of heating up the included glass tubes with alcohol fueled flame this set came with 80 experiments children could conduct to learn the basics of scoring, blowing, and shaping glass objects. Now, as dangerous as that sounds, you gotta admit, it sounds pretty fucking amazing, right? But for some reason, um, this toy was only marketed towards boys. But it's okay, because this spared many young ladies from burning themselves on a homemade glass cup, <laughs> since it didn't come with any protective gear at all. Yeah, believe it or not, it encourages children to use their bare hands when working with glass at approximately 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, can you imagine doing that yourself as a kid and not burning yourself or, or burning the house down? Yeah, welcome to 1909. But hey, they had lead in their paint back in those days, so, um, you know. So now, let's go back to the early 2000s. You know, the days we ain't got to worry about chemicals or lead or dangerous stuff being in kids' toys, right? Maybe. <laughs> but um, if it's in this episode, probably not. I'm talking about aqua dots. Yeah. So um, they were also known as Bindi's Beads. Now, they're used to make cool crafts with neat designs classic right especially in the 90s but if you swallow them you know the kind of things that little kids tend to do well then you're probably going to fall into a coma or fucking die yeah that's because these toys they contain a chemical that your body can metabolize yeah into ghb now if you're not familiar with ghb that just means you ain't partying hard enough no, I'm just kidding. GHB is a drug that was kind of intended to treat epilepsy, right? Or some forms of it. Uh, this is a drug that call, causes amnesia and blackouts. Kind of like roofies, but stronger. Yeah, it's that date rape drug you see in the movies when they put like a like couple drops in a drink. Then the girl takes a sip. She feels all dizzy. Ooh, and then passes down. She can't remember anything. Yeah, that's GHB. Yeah, so now you can imagine why over 4 million of the toys were recalled. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have a happy 90s toy when um, little kids dying and 
falling into comas. Mm-hmm. But hey, remember the good old Gilbert glass blowing kit? Well, now I present to you the Gilbert Atomic Energy Lab. <laughs> yeah, atomic. <laughs> so the Gilbert company was all about making toys and kits for children to become supervillains when they get older, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, why the fuck would you give a kid a little kit that's like made to make atom bombs, right? Like a toy of that. But you see, this kit came with a uranium 238 Geiger counter. Yeah, a Wilson cloud chamber, a spintheroscope, electroscope, and four samples of uranium ores. Yes, you heard that correctly. The kids got a they got to hold <laughs> of uranium 238, which is radioactive. Although you probably couldn't build a bomb with that little kid by itself. But still, uranium 238, it is used to make plutonium 239. Yes, the main ingredient used in atomic weapons. Of course, these kids weren't putting it together in their garage and or their parents' garage and making energy weapons and shit. But they were getting cancer. You... 238 has been linked to everything from leukemia to lymphoma and Gulf War syndrome. It's not something that would be handled lightly and it should never be put into the hands of children who just want to learn about atomic energy. This set was released back in 1950, you know, five full years after the only two atomic bombs were ever detonated during warfare. Yeah, you think Gilbert might have known a little bit more about radiation after that, right? But thank God it was pretty fucking expensive back in those days. Uh, in today's money, it'd be worth like $350. And it was discontinued after two years. Here's one that's kind of dangerous, and you would never think it was dangerous at all. Remember slap bracelets? Yeah, they're still around nowadays. In fact, I'm pretty sure they give them... Out at concerts, yeah. You know that fucking bracelet that has a piece of metal in it, like a shim? And you slap it on your wrist, wraps around, becomes a bracelet, right? Well, they're really popular at school. But after enough uses, the metal would cut, you know, a sharp edge of the metal would cut through the fabric or whatever material was and eventually cut you. So... They were known as schoolyard shanks. Maybe, I don't know. What do you think of when I say the word jarts? Hmm? J-A-R-T-S. Jarts. Yeah, they were basically giant darts. And they were banned in 1988 for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> well, the game could be fun. Yeah, you might want to stand away from... The fucking target. Because believe it or not, people that own these things, they got them jammed onto their skull. Yeah, and many other parts of their bodies. Yeah, especially if you had some distance and fucking launch them. Yeah, you could do some damage with these things. Yeah, these big boys, uh-huh. They did not mess around. In eight years, 6,100 people playing these were rushed into the emergency room. Yeah, and most were kids. Mm -hmm. 
Imagine that, right? <laughs> there were even three deaths attributed to this deadly mm -hmm, giant dart. <laughs> uh, what the fuck, right? The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S. And then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. Now here's one that sounds pretty cool. I mean, not like giant darts aren't cool, but what about a CSI fingerprint analysis kit, yo? Hopefully it's not made by Gilbert, right? <clears throat> so now CSI, it was a pretty popular program, all right? And of course, watching it as a kid, you'd want to grow up and be somebody who collects samples of bodily fluids from corpses, right? Maybe. But like you can imagine... These kids contained something um, dangerous, right? Some chemicals. 
you know, like, you ever been laid up at night and you're watching an infomercial and they're like, do you suffer from methothelioma? Then you'd probably know that that stuff comes from absorbing asbestos. Yeah, which just happened to be in the kits. So in this CSI kit, the dust used to um, brush for fingerprints. Yeah, mm-hmm. That contained asbestos powder. Mm-hmm. It took 20 months for CBS to agree to a settlement in the class action lawsuit and finally issue a recall to the toy. Yeah, it was never made clear why asbestos was included in the fingerprint powder, which could easily be inhaled, but many consumers blamed China since China, since the game was manufactured there. So yeah, if you think about it, sadly, many of those children that, you know, bought that kid or their parents bought it for them because they wanted to grow up and be a CSI. Yeah, they're probably not around no more to be a CSI. All right. Now, this this one involves uh, smacking balls together. All right. This is a ball buster. Clackers, knockers and click clacks. Yeah, this might sound familiar. Yeah, okay. So, it's basically like a plastic stick and these two acrylic balls on a string or like a plastic little stick, right? And um, you just move it around and they swing around and they smack each other back and forth. You remember that. So, um, don't seem very dangerous, right? Just two balls, acrylic balls, just smacking each other, making a click, clack, click, clack. Um, until they reach their breaking point and the balls explode and all these little acrylic little bits get in your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the 1970s. Now, this one is pretty cool, all right? Um, so toy guns, right? Nowadays, they make them with colored plastics or p- orange tips, you know, so they don't get confused with real guns and get shot by the cops. It happens. Um, but back in the day, right, they had this belt buckle derringer. Mm-hmm. You know what a derringer is, right? This little tiny gun that shoots a 22 or 25 that you can hide it easily, you know, mainly for hookers. <laughs> but this toy gun, the belt buckle derringer, looked exactly like a real gun. It looked exactly like a little derringer, 22 caliber rifle slug all right yeah that that could be causing problems nowadays right a lot of crazy shit going on and it shoots this little plastic bullet you know it could fire up to like 12 to 15 feet away from your crotch yeah so imagine hitting somebody in the eyeball or you know it goes in their throat or something and it's launched by your crotch Mm -hmm. yeah lots of dirty jokes there but i'm not gonna mention them all right, now check this one out. The Cabbage Patch Snack Time Doll. Uh-huh. This little doll that eats. Yeah, you could feed it vegetables, uh, french fries, and it chews them, right? It's like, it's like your little baby. Awesome, right? Well, sounds all fine and dandy until it starts chewing your, your fingers and your hair <laughs> or your kid's hair. Yeah, sounds like fucking Chucky, right? When he gets all pissed off. Yeah.
except this is worse because sometimes this toy will malfunction and it will keep chewing your child's hair until it rips it right out of the scalp. Yeah, so if it's not horrible enough for a little girl to have a traumatic incident or memory where her favorite toy doll starts chewing her hair and rips it from her scalp, imagine the ones that got their fingers chewed up. Mm-hmm. Magnetics, magnetic building sets. Yeah, that's in man, magnetics with an X. Now, uh, they're all little magnets with little plastic parts and they build little cubes and triangles and these geometric shapes. You know, pretty cool toy. Um, but, you know, little kids, they love eating small parts. If they eat one little magnet and one little ball, it's not that bad, right? But when they eat that second magnet, mm-hmm, and those magnets are inside the, you know, intestines and um, they're trying to find each other. When they meet... It doesn't matter if there's intestinal lining or something in between them. They're going to try and meet together, yo. This will cause massive blockage and problems. And more than 3.8 million units were recalled after a 20-month-old boy died swallowing, you guessed it, these half-inch steel ball magnets. So, you guys remember Creepy Crawlers? Or easy bake ovens. Yeah, right? You know, creepy crawlers. I don't know if you remember, but there's these molds of bugs and creepy, you know, crawlers and stuff. And you mix basically food coloring and like gelatin and sugar. And and it makes like and goo and shit, right? And it makes like these like gummy bugs, right? Typical 90s. Very colorful. Um, you know, an easy bake ovens were for children. It's like a little mini oven and you mix the flour and all that little fucking packets that come in and you put it in the oven, which is powered by a light bulb and it heats it up and you make little cupcakes and stuff, right? Well, there's another version <laughs> that's not as safe and it was made in the, in the 1960s and this thing was called Thing Maker. Yeah, and instead of, um, you know, I had the mold and stuff and a little tray you put the stuff in and these metal tongs that so you could take it out of the little oven thing, but it's not powered by a light bulb. This thing hooks up straight into the wall and it heats up almost just as hot as a real oven. Yeah, so yeah, you pull out this cooling tray from this like intensely hot metal oven <laughs> and um yeah so you can guess why they redesigned it and made it safer in the 90s all right this is kind of a long name sky rangers park flyer radio controlled airplane yeah remember that you'd have all these little cars and airplanes and helicopters that are remote controlled nowadays they're called drones and um more highly advanced but anywho before that right there might have been some issues with some toys like that, right? These little airplanes. So it was a pretty basic radio-controlled airplane, right? You powered up the battery pack in the plane's tail, launched the plane by hand, and let the radio handle the rest. That's fine. But it was a rather dangerous toy underneath. This particular battery had a thing for exploding before launch. Yeah. 
And remember, you launch it by hand, so it fucking explodes in your hand. According to the CPSC, there were 45 reports of exploding planes, resulting in injuries to the eyes, ears, hands, face, and even chest due to debris flying everywhere. I guess it kind of still flew, right? There were also reports of temporary hearing loss, which makes sense considering these were very serious explosions. In 2007, the company behind Sky Rangers plane uh, named Estes Cox, um, they issued a voluntary recall, aka, holy fuck, we're going to get fucking sued, so let's do this. Um, over 21,000 planes, yeah, <laughs> they recalled 21,000 planes. Uh, not every park flyer plane was recalled. If there was a warning sticker near the on-off switch, it was okay. <laughs> the plane might still explode, though. But, you know, they gave you a heads up. Now, here's an all-time fucking classic, yo. A favorite. Especially in summertime. Yeah, what do you think of summertime fun in the backyard, you know, with the family? Slipping slides. Yeah, who didn't have slipping slides as a kid, right? Running head first into that water-cooled slide. Oh, yeah. Problem was, if anyone other than a, a child attempted to do that, they would run straight into a concussion. According to the CSPSC, if an adult or teenager were to use various slipping slides produced before 1993, they risked barely sliding at all. Instead, just hitting the ground and staying there <laughs> as their body's weight would be too great to actually allow any sliding. And, and according to the CPSC, um, the slider's forward momentum drives the body into the neck and compresses the spinal cord. And this wasn't an exaggeration. Between 1973 and 1991, at least seven adults and one teenager suffered severe injuries, including fractured necks, paraplegia, and even quadriplegia. Yeah, nobody wants to risk full paralysis for a fucking kid's toy, right? So, uh, Whammo, the company, uh, they wound up recalling over 9 million slides. And um, so slip and slides, they, they're still around today. They're still very popular, but they make it perfectly 100% clear that nobody over the age of 12 should use them. Anyone older than that, you know, just find another way to cool off. Like, go get drunk and jump in the pool. I'm sure that's safe, right? All right. And here's the last one. I know. I know you want more. It's okay. I got you next time, right? Just stick around. So, Polly Pockets, yes, you remember them, right? These little tiny Barbie things, and they come in this little fucking pocket that's foldable thing that's their house. So, what's so dangerous about them, right? All these little dolls in their little house that folds up and fits in your pocket. Well, as it turns out, according to the CPSC, Polly Pocket playsets sold between May 2003 and September 2006 were at risk for having the magnets inside the toy come loose. So yeah, children, again being children, putting stuff in their in their mouth, eating things. So yeah, 
you know, you get it, right? Swallowing little magnets again. But they would also shove those little <laughs> magnets in their ears, in their noses. Yeah, so, but it, but again, just like the other one, the fucking um, man, magnetics, magnetic building sets, again, right? Two magnets inside your intestines, fall in love, cling to each other. Yeah, and inside the body. So this will risk severe blockage, infection, or intestinal perforation. Yeah, the CPSC mentioned around 170 cases of rogue magnets, which resulted in three cases of hospital hospitalization for children ages 2, 7, and 8. And even though they recalled millions of Polly Pocket playsets, uh, Polly Pocket is apparently still a thing. Uh, so they've been trying super hard to not have magnets come loose. And I guess they fixed the problem. So good for them, yo. Hey, happy ending, everybody, right? So there it is. Dangerous toys, right? Dangerous kids' toys that have been manufactured. Um, And hey, let me know what you think of this episode, right? Um, I might make a, a, you know, a sequel, maybe some more dangerous toys, right? Because there's probably a lot of them. Also, if you had any accidents with toys, you know, or similar experiences as a child, um, shoot me a message. Um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, shoot me a message on Anchor or email me, ScreamingChewy at gmail.com. But that's enough for today. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game 
or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.